I'm Stacy. I'm Jenny. And this is Learning for Life, a homeschool podcast. We are two homeschoolers who use different methods, curriculum, and strategies to make it all work. Our goal is to help parents teach kids how to develop a lifelong love of learning. Welcome back, everyone, to Learning for Life. We are so glad that you guys have all joined us today. We have a very special episode for you guys coming up. Yes, yes. We are going to be speaking with my friend Jessica Smith. She is a yoga instructor. She is a small business owner. She just does all the things. And she also has three young kids just like Stacy and I do. So it's like a match made in heaven. So yeah, Jess is just a really great person. I love being around her. And I've actually been doing yoga classes through her for about four years now, which is just crazy to think about. It feels like... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. I can't believe I've known her that long now. She still feels like a new friend, but she's also like an old friend because we just, we know each other so well at this point. But so, you know, I do yoga. I try to do meditation sometimes. But <laughs> Stacy, do you have any questions about either of these things? Like, what are you looking to learn from Jess? Um, How different is, is it than we yoga? <laughs> what? How like we on the video games? <laughs> I haven't heard the word that, that we is my, in a while. My, um, expertise. Oh, okay, okay. So, really? Stacy has not um, been doing in person yoga. She's been doing virtual yoga. Apparently, that yes, that is the only yoga I've ever done is through like the we or like the connect and all. There's all those different things. But yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to get into yoga and just like the peacefulness, the mindfulness, but finding the time. Finding the time is very difficult. Um, And being able to include my kids as well is also hard. Um, Yeah, that's what always astounds me about people who do yoga and meditation with kids. It's like, how does that even work? So I can't wait to hear from her (laughs) about that because it's hard enough as an adult to do these practices. But for kids, I could imagine that it would be harder. Yes, I cannot wait to ask her how to include kids and teach them kind of the same mindfulness because I know yoga is all about, it's not just about like the stretches or the like poses, but there's a lot of like meditation, if that's the right word. I have no idea, Mm -hmm. but um, like just being mindful of your surroundings and being able to give my kids that experience. And so that way we're all calm together. It would be great. Yeah. I mean, don't you think that would be the key to success? I know that that's what we're lacking in my house is being calm together. So um, Mm -hmm. I think that's great. Well, okay. How about we just go right into our interview with Jess? That sounds great. Hi, Jess. It's so good to have you here with us. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Hey, Jenny and Stacy. Thanks for having me. I am a mom of three. I also teach yoga and emotional wellness. Um, before the, the vid took over, mm-hmm. I was in corporate settings. So now I'm kind of transitioning to online stuff. Um, I have a bachelor's in English and creative writing, and I studied my master's in English and comparative literature. And now I'm working on my master's and PhD in consciousness, cosmology, and philosophy. Yeah, my life consists of taking care of a seven, a a five, and a three-year-old, 
and trying to run a business at the same time. You're preaching to the choir, okay? <laughs> Stacy and I are in the same exact boat. So I think we will get along just fine. <laughs> and just some background, because I actually know Jess. Um, I've been doing yoga classes with her for since 2017, which is crazy That's to think crazy. about. Yeah, that was before your youngest was even born. So... Um, I just love Jess and I know you guys will too. So I'm excited for this conversation. So I guess we should dive in. So could you just give a brief overview of what meditation and yoga are and why they are so important? Sure. Yeah. Um, We'll start with meditation because people think that meditating is like, oh, you can't have thoughts and you have to just be super still. And, And I think that's why people think I can't meditate. But have you ever eaten like a really good chocolate cake or, you know, or maybe you were like kayaking one day or or maybe you were just out in nature and you were just looking at the trees and you were hearing the sounds in that moment and you were smelling the smells and you were smiling, you know, at your kids just because they were being funny. That is a form of meditation because you're in the moment and you're in the moment with gratitude. So for me, the way I define meditation is just simply being present and having gratitude while you're in the present. That sounds It gets lovely. a little deeper. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a little deeper now when we talk about yoga because yoga is con- comprised of eight different limbs. It's not just stretching our bodies. Yoga is about um, the breath. It's about being in the moment. It's about becoming so absorbed in the moment that you're literally not even aware of your senses anymore. Um, And it is about stretching your body and it's about treating yourself properly, you know, eating proper nutrition and using kind words to yourself. And it's also about treating others kindly. So yoga is all of these things comprised into um, a spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be religious, but it's sort of a spiritual practice. Yeah. And I, I loved with you taking your yoga classes in a big group of people. We're all kind of like struggling together, but it's like it's communal. It's like spiritual. I don't know how to describe it. There's nothing like it. So I really miss those days when we could get together all the time and do all of that. Thanks. Yeah, me too. I, I really try to incorporate all eight limbs of yoga. I don't want you to just work your abs, even though that's like what I constantly am saying, <laughs> like, let's work it out. Um, but at the same time, I want you to get to that state of contentment and love with yourself and learning how to treat yourself properly and w- with love and kindness and and then even transcending that into connecting with nature. Right. Um, so hopefully I'll see you guys in the future at some of the upcoming yoga events that we have that I will be that. out in nature. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. Yeah, because you're doing it in the park, right? Yes. Yeah. I'll have a monthly yoga club that meets once a week, every Sunday morning. And then um, I I got sort of sponsored in a way through um, a New York Life financial agent and also somebody who works in a winery. Mm. So they're supplying... Uh, they're supplying some things so that we can throw a little yoga event outdoors mm. with mimosas. That sounds cool. I think that would appeal to a lot of people. Right? You can <laughs> bring your kids. Oh, you know? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jess, you know how it is. This is my yeah. time. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um. So I just had a quick logistics question with yoga. For anyone who has done a yoga class, is there a reason why at the end of 
typical yoga classes, there is the whole Shavasana segment at the end. And for people who don't know, it's a part where you kind of like lay on the ground and uh, focus on something like it's like a meditation time. I know some people take the time to fall asleep, um, but especially after a particularly hard session of yoga. But so what is that and how does that tie into the yoga class itself? I love that question. Um, it's so Shavasana is one of the most important things you can do after having a, a difficult workout, a difficult day, um, conversations with people. Because when you're in Shavasana, it helps you integrate everything that you were processing throughout the day. So it gives you that time to like absorb it into your being, weave it into the fabric of who you are and who you are becoming, or even cleanse your being of the things that perhaps weren't serving you. So it's necessary, even if you're not doing what's typically known as yoga asana, like stretching and doing warrior poses. Maybe you just went to the gym. Maybe you just went for a walk. Um, and maybe you took your kids with you and they're asking you all these questions. Take some time when you come home to lay in Shavasana and just integrate all that energy that you're processing through that time. You'll feel 10 times better afterwards. Actually, this is a good reminder to me. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Good. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. I love that. So you said like going on a walk with your kids. And that's one thing um, that I've been trying to do is like get out and go on walks with my kiddos. And but so I have a question like because both of you know what. I'm going to butcher this word, shavashjana, um, is, and um, so is that just like laying down, like are you doing anything specific, like what's going on here, because I would love to do that after a, like you, it, it really is just questions from the kids, and yeah. Yeah, right, it's like never ending, and your brain gets exhausted, and you're like, how do I replenish this mental energy that I am now lacking? Um, shavasana is when you just lay on your back and your palms are rotated up so your palms are faced towards the sky. I like to say, one, that this is a way to energetically say, I'm willing to receive and I'm also willing to let go. That which doesn't serve me, I'm willing to receive the blessings that are coming my way. But then on a like more practical, um, physiological level, it also helps externally rotate your shoulders, your shoulder joints, so that it helps your posture. So there's a number of reasons why you'd want to place your palms up. And you just let your and how long would your you legs do that and your for? ankles relax. Um, five minutes is a good amount of time. And if you can do it for longer without your kids sitting on top of you, <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to be doing it and your kids are probably sitting on top of you the whole time. But five minutes at the very least would be great. You know, I mean, if you if you can do it for two minutes, that's good, too. But I would say five is like a good sweet spot, especially for moms of three. Um, <laughs> what are the odds that you're going to have more? Right. Like I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's good to talk about this kind of stuff because some people might be like, what's yoga? What's and then and then maybe you finally convince them to go to a yoga class and they're like, what is going on? Like like Stacy, for example, Stacy and I, I've been trying to get her to do yoga with me and she wants to do it. But like, I just know that like if we did a yoga class, she'd be, you know, getting towards the end. It's like, OK, the class is it's been 45 minutes. Now, why are we laying on the ground for the last 15? Like, what is this? So I think it's good to kind of like manage expectations so that people aren't totally confused. Because I, I know I was the first time I was like, why are we sleeping? 
And every yoga instructor is so different too. Some right. people will incorporate incorporate meditation. Some people will talk through shavasana. Um, so it's just everybody's got their own different way. Now I try to tell people like this is how it's going to go today, um, so that they don't hate me in the middle of it when I'm kicking their butts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that during during a really hard yoga class. It's like, oh my gosh, when is the Shavasana going to happen? Because um, <laughs> I'm really tired and I just want to lay on the ground. It's hot in here. <laughs> See, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We know that yoga and meditation are important, but how could you possibly kind of incorporate this into your child's education? Like, how do you teach these things to kids in a way that will positively affect them? Um, even today, just they were just like really rowdy and just all over the place. And I was a little overwhelmed by all the noise. So I was like, Hey, you guys, let's take a moment to do a three by three. And there's some incentive in it. Like, okay, once we do this, we get to play, we get to go outside or we get to watch a movie. So can you explain Um, what a three by three is just really quick? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So three by three meditation is one of the most basic things you can do. And it's great for kids. First, you, Take a deep breath, get yourself super comfortable so that you don't even have to move your body in adjustment. So I, you know, everyone lay down, everyone gets super comfy. I'm talking to kids here. And now I, mean, I, I want will you to too. listen. <laughs> You're going to fall asleep. Uh, and now I want you to tap into three different sounds that you can hear. And my son, you know, he's always like the teacher's pet. I can hear this. I can. Hear, okay. Shh. No, I don't want you to tell me. I just want you to listen. And as you listen to the sounds, I want you to remember to breathe. And so they're just quietly listening. Oh, my God. It was like the quietest it had been all day. It was great. And now I'm going to try this have... as soon as we're done here. <laughs> yeah, give it a try and like walk them outside and make them lay in the grass. And now that you can hear those sounds, I want you to label those sounds. So listen to the first one. And you don't have to tell me out loud, but you can whisper it if you want to, to yourself. You know, you can label it birds, or you can label it wind. Label those three sounds. And you take a quick pause, you know, you can make it a nice long pause so they're absorbing it, but not too long because these are kids we're talking about here. And then three things that your body can feel. So if they're in the grass, you know, maybe you can feel the grass tickling your body. Maybe you can feel the clothes on your skin or the wind brushing your your hair or your face. And now just sitting with each of those three different feelings, and you can label them. Maybe you want to label it wind. Maybe you want to label it hot. And you take a little pause. And the final three is now slowly let your eyes open and you don't have to focus on anything just yet but just slowly open your eyes and what three beautiful things do you see and this is great when you're in nature too what three beautiful things maybe they're objects or toys that bring you joy and you can label those things car or ribbon or tutu And breathe those things in and breathe all the sounds in and breathe all the feelings in with gratitude. Jess, you're making me very relaxed and I appreciate (laughs) it. I'm so relaxed right now. Anybody listening, like if you're not relaxed, 
like stop what you're doing and just like listen to that again your voice is so relaxing thanks <laughs> this is why i love Thank jess's you. classes because not only is jess like a very nice person and very kind and generous but um she's also just like the best yoga instructor that's all i have to say about that <laughs> thanks dude my ego is like <laughs> doesn't know how to handle it yeah so like when you did that what what kind of did your kids do like how did they act after that they were just chill they were super chill and it took like I was just basking in the the calm serenity of it all uh and then I would say okay now let's stretch our bodies and then you know they they were slower after that they weren't as overly stimulated because that's what tv does i mean mind you we were watching tv like <laughs> it's been one of those days oh yeah uh, it's I been one of those years <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> like we're not doing we're not doing squat today we're mm -hmm. gonna do whatever i feel like which is probably just lay on the couch mm -hmm. um but after that they were a lot more calm and they actually ended up going outside and troy made three wooden swords and they did and they sword fought outside i love so that it was pretty cool so yeah. speaking of them stretching what particular poses i know we're on a podcast so you can't really show but maybe if people wanted to google which poses the kids can do easily enough that are actually entertaining and interesting to them oh man so okay the first one i can see in my mind is uh, tree pose and that's when you're standing up nice and tall have them reach towards the sky and stretch their body and they can bend to the right and bend to the left and bend backwards and bend forward and touch their toes and then when they come all the way back up place their hands on heart center and and then have them like okay we're gonna do a challenge let's see if you can bring your foot above your kneecap and they have to hold that pose, hands at the heart center, sliding their foot up their other leg and bringing it all the way up above the kneecap and just and just balancing on one foot. And let's see who can balance. And they love this because it gives them a little moment to giggle and they, you know, they get to move their body and they get a challenge. They love getting challenges and they love to prove to you that they can do it. I love another. Pose right and like if you can oh may you know maybe you can grab your toes and then extend that leg out and stand there with one leg in the air that you're holding on to and one leg that you're balancing on that's another good one stacy was a cheerleader she might be able to do that hey <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna be doing this later mm -hmm. definitely include some photos if you i don't know if you're like post this on youtube to listen to but yeah we do we actually do put our podcast on youtube that's a great plug everyone should listen nice. to our podcast either i'm, on I'm actually thinking or youtube yeah we could totally put some pictures in like the show notes of some of these things that you're talking about so um if you are listening and you want to know what what uh jess is talking about i'll try to add some pictures to the show notes cool the cheerleading skills <laughs> not of stacy doing them <laughs> no not of me i will not be the picture <laughs> okay so what other poses would you suggest the other one that's hilarious i love watching my kids do it gives me a good laugh is cat camel mm. um 
Cat Camel, you're on your hands and knees and you take a deep breath to prepare. And when you exhale, you arch your back like a camel and you push the floor or your mat away and your tailbone sort of tucks in so your back is nice and round. And then you inhale the cat and this is where it gets funny. You tell them, stick your tail out and bring your heart up. And my kids, they do it really fast. I don't recommend it, but it's hilarious. Like they're you know, ebbing and flowing, cat, camel, cat, camel. And they're sticking their butt out and then tucking it in, sticking it out and tucking it in. It's hilarious. They giggle so much. Kids just breathe too fast. (laughs) (laughs) They're like (laughs) hyperventilating. They're like, look at me. Boom, 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 boom. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Do you have any other, like, do your kids ever do like downward dog or anything like that? Yeah, they do downward dog. Um, I think... A, a useful one for parents because kids often complain of their tummies aching and oh my stomach hurts because they probably ate too much cheese or something <laughs> is child's pose so like child's pose is like my go-to oh get in child's pose and sure enough they always fart always <laughs> so i think like if i had to impart anything on on a parent it would be like just Cheat your kid child's pose because it's going to come in handy sooner or later. Hey, there's a reason it's called child's pose because the children need exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or I if they're like pose. pitching a fit, like, hey, you need to get in child's pose right now. Like, it, it's, you're off the chain. <laughs> it's probably so just for people who don't know, child's pose is basically you're on your knees and then you bring your chest and your stomach and your head as close down to the ground as possible with your hands straight out in front of you. So right. um, it's a very toes humbling, together, knees apart. Toes, yeah, sorry, toes together, knees apart. Sorry, I, I need to have Jess's words echo back through my mind. <laughs> but um, and it's a very humbling pose, and it's also very restful, especially when you're doing a really hard uh, yoga sesh with Jess. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and for moms, it helps with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and pigeon pose is also one to look up for moms who have anxiety. Uh, pigeon, pigeon pose is pose. great. Yeah. It's basically like child's pose, but you bring one of your knees up to your chest. And yes. Yeah. So and you want to keep that knee that you bring in to the right or to the side of your mat so that you're not falling over. But you'll you should feel it in your glutes and in your sciatic area, mm-hmm. especially moms who've had multiple kids. You know, we definitely have imbalance in the hips and we have sciatic problems and and maybe we still have the baby weight you know and that's okay but maybe that is putting too much pressure on our hips and we want to loosen those up so pigeon pose and relieve the anxiety and the stress that you feel with your kids and your husband or your significant other (laughs) (laughs) because he won't put this is his clothes in the hamper (laughs) that's always a thing this is all such good information i'm loving this my question is like how young can you start yoga with kids Uh, i started my kids in yoga when they were as little as like one years old actually even before because when aya started crawling and mason too because i was already uh, a yoga instructor by the time my youngest two um, i would put them in child's pose I would just kind of put them in little positions and just play with them, you know, um, little baby pigeon pose and, uh, what about happy baby? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they do that naturally. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Happy baby is when you're laying on your back with your feet up, um, as if it's like parallel to the ceiling, the, the floor of your feet, whatever. I don't know what that's called. And then, um, you like hold your feet. And you kind of like rock back and forth and you look like a baby, like, ha, 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 goo, goo, yeah. ga, ga. 
draw your knees to your like side body or your ribs and it's a good thigh stretch uh-huh. you you will probably fart in that one too so let's if just you list are all the in- fart poses <laughs> <laughs> everyone's eating too much cheese is the moral of the story here kids and adults i think as soon as they can walk and follow your direction um which for my kids is like about one years old you know teaching them child's pose and teaching them how to put their one leg into the air three-legged dog Um, my kids just used to watch me and so it was like intuitive you know they just started following what I was doing and that was great I loved it I still do it (laughs) I I loved on Instagram on your videos where you're like trying to do some sort of plank type thing or downward dog and your kids are just riding on your back yeah Aya she was literally being a cat and she knows I don't like cats so (laughs) naturally she's on my back purring and she's like rubbing her cheeks on my hair (laughs) um okay well so okay all of that crazy kid stuff aside how do you think teaching these mindfulness practices yoga and meditation to your kids, how has it benefited them, do you think? I think, especially with my son, it's helped with their emotional intelligence. Just being aware of how they feel and what they can do about it. And I didn't realize that they were going to be so savvy to this so early on. Um, but I recall my son getting really upset uh, with a friend of ours, uh, their kid. And, you know, it's a year younger than Troy. Troy just had to like take really deep breaths to calm down because he was visibly angry. I've never seen him this angry before, but he just took a like large, deep breaths and you can hear them. And then he went and sat by himself. Mm-hmm. Like to me that, you know, he's regulating his emotions already at, and this was like when he was six years old. Um, that says something to me because when I was six years old, I don't think I had that ability to regulate my temper. I think when you're teaching your kids these things as early as you can, it intuitively teaches them how to go inward. They're not looking outward for video games or TV or food or candy to help regulate their emotions. For my kids, because we've been doing this since they were born, um, they know that when they need to understand their emotions, they have to go and take a little brief break and a little time out and they think about it and they go in so they're not seeking television to fill that void which I think is so beneficial as as they get older wow that is all really great uh do you teach yoga classes for kids not just your own kids but like groups of kids actually I just partnered with Kaleidal School uh they are um what is it nature-based extracurricular learning center they don't have a center yet so they're just operating in nature um, at Hagen Park right now so I am teaching Fridays at 12:30 there um, I think they're still working on getting their client base up so I haven't yet taught classes for those kids yet but it should be happening pretty soon that's and cool that's... yeah I know um back when my older kids were younger a couple of years ago we went to you had like a Halloween event and all the kids did <laughs> yoga together and then there was like even a little obstacle obstacle course and that was so much fun my kids still talk about doing yoga with you 
Oh, that's so great. Okay, cool. Good feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't really done anything since. They're really good for kids because it's not just another like exercise class for kids. It's kind of, it takes them a little bit out of their comfort zone, maybe if they've only been used to doing soccer or gymnastics or something like that. It's kind of just like a different kind of activity for kids to get involved with. So I think that's really cool. I think a yoga camp would be cool. Maybe I'll, oh, let me write that down. <laughs> You got my brain going, Jenny. I love you it. heard it here first, everybody. Be on the lookout for Yoga Camp by Jess. Brought to you by Kids Learning for Life Outdoor School. Yeah, let's partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now that we've talked about all of that yoga and meditation and all that fun stuff, I want to talk about you and homeschooling because you're actually one of these really interesting people who tried to partake in the whole distance learning thing, kind of got fed up, and then now you're homeschooling just like us. So how is that going? Yeah, distance learning, like these people who created this, I know they did it out of necessity, but where was the educational components when they did this? Like on a child development level. Um, So I formally taught um, I've taught everything from K through even college level because I was a instructor's assistant. Uh, I have to say older kids from middle school on up are my favorite to teach. So teaching my own kids hasn't been the most enjoyable position that I've ever had. Um, <laughs> however, it was going, it was actually pretty cool. I was a lot less stressed out and I'm still not even stressed out with homeschooling. Um, And that is because I have now outsourced part of the homeschooling curricula because my neighbor is a kindergarten teacher, needed some extra cash. And I was like, hey, would you please tutor my kids twice a week in ELA and math? And then I can focus on other things with them. Um, That way, you know, a little bit more well-rounded. So that's been super helpful. Um, I've purchased books that you've recommended, which have been great. Um, oh yeah which ones have you been using I'm just curious primary mathematics yes I think that's one right and then oh we love that one and then which one Jess which other crack the code explode the code (laughs) explode the code yeah I was right I was uh, I was close that makes more sense Um, though crack the code does make more sense so I know why you said that (laughs) yeah yeah so those are working out for you yeah so they just give us like basic foundation for okay this is your homework um we also just got some books, so I haven't really been pressuring Troy a whole lot, but it's like, oh, you want an hour of video games, huh? Okay, write me a couple sentences or read these books that we have. We have a ton of learning books now. Um, or we have this like popcorn thing, which I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a bunch of sight words on popcorn kernel tabs. They look like popcorn kernels. And um, now it's like, hey, can you make me a sentence using these sight words? So that's been pretty cool. He actually did it on his own the other day. And I was like, yeah. So it's been good. <laughs> it's, it's been going. It's going out of necessity, honestly, because I don't I will not go back to distance learning. Their demands are too much. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, there are a lot of people who have had problems with the distance learning. I mean, understandably. 
it doesn't work if you're working full time. Like, how are you supposed to monitor your kid all day long on the computer? And then also, it just isn't like necessarily a conducive environment for learning. Like you were saying, like, where was the learning taken into consideration with this? So I, um, I remember you talking about it and I was like, just homeschool, like just homeschool. It's so much easier. So it's I, I also like that you're outsourcing some of it because I've heard this advice from some homeschoolers, and right now I'm just not in the place where I can outsource anything, really. But some homeschoolers that I've recently met, they're like, hey, if there's a problem, like if you're really hitting a wall with a certain subject or one or all of your kids, then you should definitely just try to like get someone else, like get an outside point of view, like get someone else in here to help teach your kids. Yeah, your kids will learn differently with you. In, a, in other words, they'll give you a lot of flack. Um, like, mm, I don't want to, and they'll take their time and, but with somebody else, they're, they're doing it. Like, I don't have to beg them. I don't have to cajole them. I don't have to bribe and I don't want to bribe all day. Mm -hmm. I've already like 50% of my day is negotiations already. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a lot better to, especially with math and writing and reading, like they go to somebody else. And then with me, it's like, let's cook and let's learn about science and let's learn about geology because my son wants to be a paleontologist so we're like yeah let's look up geology videos and then I'll quiz him and we have a bunch of rocks that he can get quizzed on yeah that's cool I it's like a common public fact well-known fact about me that I'm just not good at teaching science so we're kind of like opposites (laughs) in that way (laughs) um, I would definitely, I keep meaning to look on outschool.com because they have like online self-paced science class. Well, they have classes for all subjects, but they have, you know, I'm sure there's like certain science things that I could, you know, and they're very affordable. (laughs) So you can like sign up for that and then have your kids learn like that. So yeah, I'm all for outsourcing things if it's just not simply in your wheelhouse. So I totally get it. And I'm glad you found someone who could help you. Yes, it's a blessing. It's a blessing in disguise. So just curious, do you plan on continuing to homeschool or are you going to have your kids go back to school in the fall? Um, now that it's been over a year, I have enrolled them into a public charter, which is just down the street. I want a chance for them to, to get the social component that homeschooling, I can't give them all the time. Um, I have planned dates with you know other kids and parents that I'm that I know and so we go out like once a week to meet up with another family and their kids and stuff so here's the thing about socialization especially in the year of COVID so it was impossible for anyone to do any sort of socialization especially in our state this past entire year and so the thing I would say is with homeschooling in a year that's not COVID I would say my kids probably got way more socialization than even public school kids and I'm not talking about like amount of FaceTime that they have with other kids. But what I'm saying is like diverse experiences, um, going out and like, you know, going and running errands and talking to adults in the real world or, you know, doing all their activities or, you know, Stacy even taught my kids in a, in a science class, like in science in the park class. So just stuff like that was definitely more available, obviously before. So if you ever wanted to go back to homeschooling, that's my advice that I would have for you is that it is possible to definitely do socialization even when you're homeschooling. Yeah. And honestly, I would probably prefer it just because I would have more control over how they're learning and stuff. But at the same time, I have to run a business. So I just had to 
I had to just bite the bullet. My husband's like, no, they're going back. So, <laughs> so yeah, did you okay. guys, was it you that was more on board with the homeschooling than your husband? Yes. Yeah. Because he was like not home. So he didn't know the struggle of distance learning. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I was like, no, nah. like the reason why they're in homeschooling is because I can't do distance learning. Like it, right. it's way more intense homeschooling offered the flexibility to do that right and so that's if, that's what i wanted everyone who was doing the distance learning to know is like yeah. homeschooling is less intensive than the distance yeah. learning <laughs> totally yeah i mean like you could kick your kids outside to play and stuff and then you can get your work done and you can time it um, around your own schedule which i think was the yeah. nice thing that's well, the, the biggest thing, that, thing like, that was so hard for people was just having to go on this school schedule and I mean from teachers I talked to everybody kind of had their own thing going so if you had three kids that were all in like public school you might have your high schooler has this schedule your like sixth grader has one schedule and then your kindergartner has another schedule and that's a lot especially for you know even if you're working from home or parents that were working full-time that was a lot to juggle and so it's yeah it's just so much more flexible with the homeschooling option yeah and parents out there who are stressing themselves out and it's not worth it like it's not that's what I was like you know what homeschooling for sure because it's not worth me feeling like this and my kids feeling depressed every day just so we could keep up with this arbitrary distance learning schedule they will go back when it's full-time and otherwise, like, we're just going to continue homeschooling. They mm -hmm. did get into the charter, which I'm thankful for. But obviously, we're waiting on uh, politicians to decide what our lives are going to be like. So, mm -hmm. Okay, so Jess, I hope that you have created or come up with a recommendation of the week. Because I'd love to hear what you have to recommend for us. Okay, so... My recommendation for you all out there who probably have multiple kids like I do or like we do um, is to take time to be out in nature and do that three by three meditation. This is going to help train your kids to smell, stop and smell the flowers with all the technology that we have going on in our faces all day and you know, and we and we definitely put it there for them so they can give us a break from, you know, so that we have that downtime from stimulation and questions. I think my recommendation to all parents out there is take time each day to go outside and have your kids practice that three by three. This will give them that mental focus um, and it'll start to kind of train their brain on how to just stop and be in the moment. Hopefully they won't end up like you know, in the future as adults, they won't be those instant gratification adults. Yeah. And I, I like the connection you make between being with kids and then being in nature, because I've found that nature is a huge positive factor in my kids' lives. Would you say the same, Jess? Absolutely. I mean, where would we be if we didn't have when parks were closed? Oh my I know. gosh. Okay. So you explained the three by three like beautifully earlier but is there do you have any sort of like printout or like directions that we could add into the show notes for our listeners so they can like print out and keep that somewhere um yeah i mean i can send you a printout i also have a guided video on it on youtube so you can always just click on my youtube um 
link and, and, and watch the video or listen to the video. I also have other guided meditations there that I put on, um, such as the I am meditation. Um, if your kids, like some kids, even my, my own kids are like, I can't do that. And they already have this idea of what they're capable of or not capable of or how good they are or how not good they are. I'm like, where did you get this? Because I've been pumping your head up since you were born. Um, but I put on the I am meditation so that they can like recultivate this this sense of self-worth and knowing that they are really magnanimous beings, really outside of this world type people. And, you know, all children are, all, all beings are, you all doing what you're doing and living purpose is, is shining light. And it's so amazing that you're doing that. So, um, yes, I can send you, I'll send you a written copy and then also, um, check, check out my YouTube videos. If you just want somebody to guide you through it, it's the same voice that you're listening to now. (laughs) Ooh, That's I love perfect. That. Um, and then the I am meditation. Can you explain what I mean, you explained what it is, but is that something like you did? Or is that like a yoga thing? Because I'm a yoga novice here. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wrote the script myself. But it's based on it's based on what Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about or Lao Tzu, um, this idea of I am, which is supposedly God's name, you know, it says it, I mean, I'm not religious or anything like that, but I do do study religious texts and I do advocate for all spiritual wisdoms across the board. So, um, I don't want to like choose one as my favorite. Um, <laughs> but I am is supposedly <laughs> God's name and it's, I am that I am becoming. So if we invoke, um, according to this notion, if we invoke God's name, then it will uplift us, right? So if God's name is I am, then we can invoke that with other positive adjectives. I am kind, caring. I am healthy, wealthy, happy. Um, But I intuitively wrote this when I sat down. Now, again, I'm not a religious person, but I sit down, I ask to be guided by something higher than myself. Um, What I call it is the most loving divine spirit in all of the galaxies and universe. Please guide me through this script. And then I write down the things that come to me for that particular meditation. So this meditation was written to instill That which your spirit already knows, which is how amazing you are and how divinely connected you are to all that is and all that ever was. And to help you to become stronger in your self-worth and self-identity. I can also send you a script for that. um, But if you want to listen to me guide you through it for about 45 minutes and you can listen to it, listen to it while you sleep. That will help rebuild your subconscious mind, which has been soaking in all of this stuff, you know, good and bad, about who you are and who you are becoming. And maybe somewhere, maybe if you're an adult listening to this and somebody told you that you weren't good enough, and so somewhere in your psyche you kind of believe that, even though you're not consciously aware of it, this meditation is going to tap into your subconscious mind and reprogram that aspect of you, but in a positive way. Great. Yeah, we'd love to get anything you want to send us on that. And we can link to whatever you have for us in the show notes. So Jess, thank you so much for being here with us today. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you or find out more information about what you do with Uplife? Yeah, I am at www.theuplife.com that's the u p l y f e 
uplife.com. You can also find me on, on YouTube, uplife, U-P-L-Y-F-E. Um, and I have a number of events if you're in the Sacramento area. I have a number of events happening in Sacramento, so you can check me out. You can go to my website, or you can also go to Eventbrite, um, just to search which events that I'm that are coming up. Everything is super affordable because I want to be able to appeal to all demographics, all status. Um, I want it to be open to, you know, wherever you're coming from in life. I know that COVID has really taken a hit on a lot of people's pockets, unfortunately. And um, what's a better way to sort of retrain your brain and get into a positive state and then learn how to attract more positive outcomes than to come to a really, really affordable yoga class? Thank you so much for sharing everything, all of your knowledge with us today, Jess. We're so glad you were able to join us. Thanks for having me. Thank you again to Jess with Uplife for spending so much time with us. I mean, all of her information was just so good, wasn't it, Stacey? It was so relaxing. I feel so relaxed after listening to her explain how she does everything. It's just very, I'm, I'm so relaxed right now. I know. That's what I like about Jess. She always relaxes me, even if we're not even talking about yoga, even if we're talking about like homeschooling or the state of the world. It's still just so relaxing. So I highly recommend if you're at all interested in yoga, if you're in the Sacramento area, she does a ton of classes and she's like the most accessible yoga teacher that I've ever met. That's why I really gravitated towards her. She's just like super nice. She'll make any sort of situation work. So yeah, check her out at Uplife, up, so that's U-P-L-Y-F-E, and you can find her on Instagram, and she also has a website, so it's, she's just great. I highly recommend checking that out, and um, yeah, I think that's it for us, right, Stacey? Yes, it is. Yeah, let's make sure that we tell people we have our Facebook group. We have, you can find us there on Facebook. You can just find our page on Facebook, Kids Learning for Life. We have Instagram, <laughs> which we're on there a lot. So you can find us there. And of mm -hmm. course, our YouTube channel, Kids Learning for Life. We're doing lots of stuff there for you guys. And we're having so much fun doing it. So check out all those videos and feel free to subscribe to us there. And we will see you next time. 